Hello and welcome everybody to the second episode of Check-in Story podcast and this is your travel buddy Shruti. Check-in Story is all of all about your travel stories. You tell them to us and we display it out to the world of travel buds. Our interviews with these inspiring world explorers will help you travel further. It's like an expresso shot of travel inspiration, dears and hack for the traveler in you. We have with us today the gorgeous Nicola Dolomies and she's based in one of the most happening cities of the world, New York, where she works as a communication strategist. She's the founder of Culture and Travel. So, hi Nicola. Hi, how's it going? It's going cool. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I really love the idea behind uh, Check and Story. So, happy to be here. <laughs> No, it's great. Cool. So, uh, since we're talking about travel and check-in story is all about travel and even you love travel. So, tell us what does travel mean to you? Wow, yeah. So, from a very young age, I would even say as a baby, I was traveling quite a bit um just to see my family in Poland. That's when it started. Really started when I was a baby. Um and And so travel has been instilled in me and it's a passion of mine it's something that I wish I could do more often um right now it's very part time because of um my job which I do love um but again if I had more time I would probably be traveling all over the world and I appreciate every single trip whether it's a weekend trip somewhere within the US or near uh, or even exploring within New York City because there's so much to see here and if you're ever bored in New York City then you're doing New York City wrong um or ex- or you know exploring um within like I said the US or taking a trip to Europe I can consider Europe home so um maybe less of a trip than just being able to see family and friends over there but um So yeah, like I said, it's really about exploring any and every opportunity and being grateful for the fact that I can travel and I have that chance. That's great actually. I so agree to it. I mean, travel is something where along with exploring new places, we also get to explore so many aspects of our own personality and it really helps us grow. So tell us about um like since we're talking about travel stories and also tell us that one travel story that you would never forget like, you know like probably the one that would go down the memory lane forever or maybe the one that you love telling people you know with all the spices <laughs> yeah no absolutely so i think my favorite travel memory and the most unique one that i have is of visiting egypt and i actually went there when i was pretty young i, th- I was around 8 um but the memories that i have of egypt and just being there um are so incredibly vivid and even as a child you you obviously experience travel very differently and maybe even more so in a raw way um uh, because you're you're taking in all the sights and smells and all the senses are so engaged and um what i loved about egypt and what makes it so unique is that you're part of what i like to call living history so you're mm-hmm. going into these pyramids and you're you're exploring the history of a country that has such a rich history too 
And um, it was unlike any other place that I've been to at this point. So it's definitely a travel memory that's, that stands out um, from, from entering a mosque and being welcomed by these beautiful women that were there and didn't make us feel like foreigners, but rather um, members of their own community. And I remember my mom and I um, going into this mosque and, and being welcomed with open arms and being told, hey, we rub, you know, mint on our hands before the prayer. And though you can't join us for the prayer per se, you're welcome to take a look inside and ask us any questions. And and so we felt very much a part of it. And the, the whole time that we were there in Egypt, I remember feeling very um, welcome and um, very humbled by the people that I met. So that's definitely a story that stands out. Oh, cool. This is like along with the place being warm, the people are also warm. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So from Egypt, let's come to the place that you're staying right now, New York. And, you know, since New York Travel Festival is coming soon, so we have that you're a speaker there. Yeah, so I will, I'm very excited. I actually discovered the New York Travel Festival last year and I was able to attend and I absolutely loved it. It was so wonderful to connect with travelers really from all over the place and uh, being able to attend these different workshops and, and learn from other travelers who either, you know, get to do this on a full-time basis as complete nomads or people that are successful travel journalists or writers and hearing their stories. And so it's a really fun uh, experience and it leaves you feeling very connected to the other people in the community. So it's really exciting and refreshing to be around people who have that same um, passion and, and love for, uh, for travel. Cool. So we want all our listeners to go to New York now. <laughs> 14 days <laughs> is it's starting. Yeah, they're welcome to come to New York. <laughs> so you, you guys will meet Nicolette there. <laughs> Tell us one thing that you love about New York and one thing that you hate about it. So, of course, and and this is funny, but it's so iconic, but it's so crowded all the time and it's New York and it's Times Square. And obviously, as a tourist, do I think every tourist should visit it? Absolutely. I mean, there's something about Times Square that... Um, makes it so unique and fun and especially the first time that you go there you may again feel very overwhelmed but at the, at the same time it's really the the center at the center of Manhattan so it's a place where a lot of tourists um, will congregate and and go to um, but at the same time what I hate about it is that so often I feel like it defines perceptions that people have before they even come to New York. They think that all of New York is so hyper crowded and, and uh, touristy like Times Square is. And that's just not the case. There's so many, again, diverse neighborhoods that you can be visiting so many people that you could be meeting. And so many of the neighborhoods are not as crowded and, um, crazy as Times Square is. So I think it's just a matter of 
seeing it, of course, the first time and taking it all in. Um, but aside from that, a lot of New Yorkers actually try to avoid Times Square as much as they can because it's just too much for them after a certain point. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, since let's come out of New York and let's get to the travel part of the stories that we were talking about, what is that one thing you find most irritating while traveling? Like, you know, oh God, why this again? And then what do you do to overcome it or avoid it? Yeah, so it's actually um, probably the most inundating part is the the pre-planning stage, which while very enjoyable can also be very overwhelming because you feel like, especially with places that you've never been to before, you want to see so many things and um, having enough time, time is always, time is always a concern for me because uh, I wish I had more of it all the time. And so pre-planning everything and making sure that I'm not um, squeezing in too many things on too many days, but, but I am still maximizing the time that I have is a huge, uh, is a huge concern and something that I think about pretty often and being a girl, you know, like packing everything and yes. getting everything right. And, you know, <laughs> so that, you know, we don't have, like, we don't find anything missing when we are out there. And we want, like, everything right with us. Yes. <laughs> I still <so> understand. <laughs> yeah. When you say that. Cool. So when we talk about planning for the trip and preparing for the trip, uh, what are the things that you do while preparing for your trips? So I have a pretty uh, pretty standard ritual where if I'm if I'm planning a trip, um, the first thing I do is just do a lot of research about the country or the city, or uh, if it's a, within the U.S. the state that I'm visiting, because I love to know what um, you know, get a feeling about what the area that I'm visiting is like, what the history is about. Um, what unique facets there are uh, to see and explore. And then I love to turn to social media or, or friends and just ask them if they've been to this particular country or city, what they like about it most, what they've seen, um, places that they would recommend. So definitely turning to a local or someone who's extensively visited and getting their ideas. And then, of course, comes the uh, the planning stage of it where you figure out, okay, you know, I have so many suggestions from people, but this is a recurring one, so I should definitely make sure that I weave this into the, uh, into the plan at some point. Um, and then, of course, as you mentioned, the packing as well. Um, I try to actually pack. I do my best to pack pretty light, although usually for international flights, I do check a bag um, and just, I like to have a few essentials like um, on me at all times, like music, a book, um, definitely some snacks for a plane ride, um, music, and just make sure that I'm comfortable during the travels. And so a lot of planning happening beforehand but it's all exciting stuff and I uh, just want to make sure that I'm able to enjoy travel and not have to stress about oh did I bring 
my passport or my green card or all the all the essential items and just making sure I have it all in one place and on me at all times. That's actually amazing, you know, for, like being a girl, you're very sorted out because normally yeah. girls are like all over the place. Oh, my God, I have to go. Where is this? Where is that? Where is this? <laughs> I'm always like that. Like, oh, my God, I have to pack. I have to pack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, exactly. That's really nice that you're really sorted when it comes to packing for trips. Oh, yeah. I have to be. Otherwise, it'll be incredibly stressful. Although, I'm always bound to forget something. Like, I, I forget umbrellas. I don't know why. But And then it rains somewhere, and you just have to laugh at it at that point, you know? Exactly. When you forget an umbrella, it has to rain. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So let's get this straight, okay? So you're from Netherlands. You have a Polish mother. You have a Dutch father, and now you stay in New York. I mean, I must say, lady, that's quite multicultural. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's a little crazy telling. Telling uh, my life story is always always results in people being like very interested and fascinated by it. So it's it's a lot, definitely. We like to say it's almost like a my mom likes to dub it like a European Union mixture. Yes, I read that actually. You know, I was going to ask you, your <laughs> mother refers to you as a product of a European Union. I was yeah. like, oh, cool. <laughs> That's some sort of phrase to use for your daughter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She has a good sense of humor. <laughs> I can totally vouch for that now. <laughs> so how many languages do you know? So I know Dutch, Polish, English, and I'm trying to brush up a bit on my Spanish as well. That's amazing. I mean, I'm talking to a multilingual lady now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell me, what are the places on your wish list? Oh, wow. The country that's been sort of top of mind for me for a while now is South Africa. And um, it's been like that because there's so many things to do and see there, whether it's looking at um, the history or exploring food. Um, I'm actually, this is also pretty funny, but ever since I was a kid, I was always very fascinated by sharks. Don't ask why. I just was. So... The science nerd in me would love to see, you know, great whites. Um, Seriously, sharks? Okay, no, I'm not supposed to ask why, so yeah, okay. <laughs> so that's that's um, on my mind, but it's it's actually interesting because a lot of times when I overhear friends or travelers talking about the countries on their wish list, um, for me it personally changes a lot. I, I had a friend actually recently come back from India and you know the stories that she was telling me were just so amazing about the warmth of the people and the you know the immense cultural um, experience that she had with things like food and, and talking to people about religion and getting to know people at their very core. And that's always why I love to travel. But so to me, wherever you go is about really letting yourself immerse yourself within the culture and really getting to know the locals and 
um, taking in their advice and 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 really experiencing where you are not as a tourist but more as a local. So I think that's that's key to really enjoying at least for me personally a trip is being able to feel like you're blending in more with the locals and hearing their stories and getting to know people rather than just ticking off um, places on, you know, tourist spots on a list or something. Um, so, yeah, India is one uh, as well. Um, I really would love to go somewhere in South America, too. Honestly, the more stories I hear from people mm-hmm. about that, the more I want to go. I mean, Peru is a big one on the list. I think any traveler would love to go there. But, yeah, Australia, it's the, the list really never ends. And it's funny because things shift around on it. Based on what I hear from other travelers and uh, or even the blogs that I read, if someone writes, you know, a beautiful capturing uh, post about, for instance, someone who recently did that about Croatia, and I've never been there either. So I thought to myself, wow, I should really go see Croatia at some point, maybe when I'm in Europe next. So it's 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 fascinating to read how places come to life when... You read other travelers' uh, blogs or even on social media or see their photos, and that's what makes it so exciting. That's cool. Well, I would pray that your wish list gets ticked off and (laughs) (laughs) you get to go to all these places, especially India. So, So since you're talking about social media, since you mentioned it, um, I've seen that you're very active in social media. So how do you think social media is affecting or enhancing the travel scenes of the world? Oh, I mean, that's a great question. And I I absolutely love how social media acts that way. There's so many different networks that you can be on that I'm sure sometimes it's a little daunting to think about whether you should be on all of them. Um, But what I especially love is the fact that you can follow people on all these networks, and they're all over the world. It's so fascinating. So you can see photos on Instagram in real time, but it's funny because real time for you is six or more hours ahead for other people or a few hours behind. (laughs) So it's really interesting, and and that's Instagram alone. Um, On Facebook, I also love that um, for us, we've created a Culture Trav Facebook group where people can keep the conversation going even after the chats are over on Twitter where people can share their blog posts or say that they're visiting a specific country. They can ask other travelers for tips. So it's really a forum and a, and a, a closed space for people to, to discuss Um, their travels and get tips from other people and keep the conversation going. And what my goal was with Culture Trav and why I started it is that I was so fascinated by people's personal experiences during travel. That's always been something that is really interesting to me. Um, Again, why I founded Culture Trav is because I was so fascinated by people's personal stories of travel and how they culturally immerse themselves, and I felt like there were lots of great Twitter chats already, but I I was really missing 
sort of the the personal stories that people were telling and how they, for example, if you look at history or religion or language, what are the things that you as a traveler, even when it comes to language, what language barriers do you deal with and how do you deal with it? Do you have a sense of humor about it? Do you attempt to speak a language even if it's so uh, difficult for you to to do it or how do you prepare for a trip? Do you learn a few words within or phrases within the native language? So those types of things compelled me to start the chat and it's just amazing to see how many people chime in, whether it's people that have been with us for a long time or people that are just discovering it. And again, we don't, we'd love to see that there are people from so many different countries in the world that are participating and sharing their personal stories and insights and carrying on the conversation with tips or um, just sharing their perspectives with other travelers. Wonderful. Actually, I should say thank you to social media that we are talking today. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, exactly. That's how we connected and it's wonderful. That's that's really wonderful. (laughs) So now let me give you a hypothetical situation. Mm-hmm. Like, suppose if you were not a person, and if you were a country or a city, which one would you be and why? And you're not supposed to say your hometown or your home country, okay? So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, tell me. Oh, yikes. That's tough. <laughs> um, hmm. That's very tough. That's an interesting question, actually, because it's... That's the beauty of travel, though, because you feel so... When when you're visiting a different country, you feel like you're so part of it. Like, you are at the core of it. Hmm, if not... Okay, so I can't pick my home country. No. <laughs> um, does the U.S. count as the home country? <laughs> no, 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 it doesn't. So you can pick U.S., yeah. Yeah. So I would pick the U.S. because... Well, so that may seem like an easy answer, but at the same time, I just, I feel like I've met more people who are not from the U.S. who live here than actual Americans. It's, it's a little crazy. What I love about that is, again, you, you get to hear other people's stories and you get to experience um, different cultures even within the U.S., which I find endlessly fascinating. If you were a country, you would be USA. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's very multicultural here. So absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So cool, cool. So we're talking about countries. So let's, um, like from the countries, let's come to the airport, which helps us to travel the countries. So since the airport is a place where there is a lot of hustle and bustle with so many people and so many stories happening. So do you have any sort of airport story? So I'm trying to think if this one is particularly compelling, but I do I do have one from a time where I was at um, London Heathrow, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a there was a, a fellow traveler there who looked incredibly distraught, and it was a girl. I would say I saw a girl at the airport in Heathrow who looked so incredibly distraught and she was crying and very, I think she just felt very lost and overwhelmed. So I remember walking up to her and trying to talk to her. I still don't know to this day where she was from, 
because she didn't really speak any English. But I was just trying to tell her, even just through simple body language and gestures, that it would be okay and trying to calm her down. I don't know exactly, again, what happened to her and why she was so stressed out and upset. But basically, my goal was to just calm her down and make her smile. And I hope I was able to at least make her feel a little bit better. In the end, she she we did we were laughing at something i was trying to communicate through body language and it just ended up being really funny so i'm sure she's probably just laughing at me which is totally fine <laughs> because i didn't want her to be upset anymore so i think it was uh, about connecting with this person this complete stranger at the airport in at heathrow and and making sure that she was she was happy again because no one else was really paying attention to it, which I thought was really bizarre. But everyone kept walking by her and not saying anything. So I thought, okay, maybe I could say something or try to cheer her up in a way. That is so sweet. I mean, seriously, that is so sweet. <laughs> like she was a complete stranger and you actually went there and tried to make a conversation. Yeah, like yeah, I had spoken her language. Still to this day, no idea. Which language but, she was talking? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. That was that was actually very sweet. I mean, wow. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, so just uh, the last question of the day would be like, do you have any travel tips to give it to give to our listeners? The travel tips that I would have would be to. Read up on the places that you're visiting to do some research ahead of time, whether it's uh, looking at some literature from the country that you're visiting or reading travelers' blogs about it. There's an immense amount of research that's already done online, but you can even go to, your, go to a library or find other resources to learn more. And then... Um, Connect with fellow travelers, whether it's on social media or within your own network, to ask them for any advice or any tips on local activities that they might rec- recommend or even things like restaurants to check out. So for me, it's, again, about preparing myself with the knowledge about a specific country so that I don't go in completely unaware of customs or traditions or, or, or certain um, even daily rituals that people have so I don't go in feeling like just a stranger to the country but I feel like I'm going in with a little bit of background as to the history or the language, learning a bit of the local language or in some countries, obviously, you're dealing with dialects and multiple languages. So if, you're, if you know you're going to be visiting different parts of the country where different languages or dialects are spoken, it, I would advise people to look into at least learning a few basic phrases so that they can get around and at least making an attempt to speak that language Uh, can go a long way or just making the attempt to let locals know that you've done a little bit of homework before you go cool that was very informative i think i'm sure our listeners got a lot to take home from that 
<laughs> so cool thank you nicola thank you so much for talking to us thank you for having me it was really great and i love again i love the idea behind check-in story it's it's a great way to to learn from other travelers and hear their perspectives on the different places they've been to and their tips oh thank you so much and i wish you all the best for new york festival since you are a speaker there have a great day nicola thank you so much really appreciate it Hey travel buddies, thanks for listening to our podcast. Check it story, we'll be back again with yet another exciting episode. This is Shruti signing off. Until then, keep traveling and keep sharing those travel stories. And hey wait, don't forget to subscribe to Check in Story podcast on SoundCloud.